0: It's time for Wolo and Friends on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Presented by Homer Skelton Hyundai. Here is your host, the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin. It's the last day of October.
1: That means Happy Halloween, everybody. This is my wife's favorite holiday of the year. Our house is all... Gussied up on the outside anyway, and already on my block in East Memphis, there were a bunch of kids and a little uh, hay wagon kind of set up. There were, and you know, we don't have little kids anymore, so I guess we were not invited. But the street was packed with young people going already early, which is smart. As cold as it's going to be, and in this day and age, get that Halloween stuff done early. Uh, that was nice to see. It it truly was. Tonight, college football reveal time. I'll give you my top four in just a second. The Grizzlies, here we are, four games in, saying hello to November, and the Grizzlies are still searching for what is now an elusive first win. Here's what would worry me. They're 0-4, right? What is scary... Is that Triple J and Bain each had 30 last night. And Marcus Smart had 23 points and 9 assists. So the big three, they performed. And you still lost by 15 points. You gave up 125. 125, 125-110, that is your final. Where is the defense? When a team shoots 50%, how about this? When you allow 23 threes at 49% field goal, you're not going to win many games. So what would be worrisome to me if I were Taylor Jenkins would be I just got 30 out of Bain, 30 out of Jackson, 23 out of my point guard with nine assists, and I lost by 15. In fact, midway through the second quarter, the game was over. We got a problem. The Beale Street Bears have a problem. They don't play D. This is a team that prided itself. Grit and grind era on defense. Point paints. They got point paints last night. They beat them. That was the one category they really beat them in. Rebounding wasn't as horrible as you might think. Of course, their big guy got four fouls like in the first quarter. Um, but they can't defend. They only lost a rebound better like 48-44. They can't defend. Whew, man! Now they go to Utah. Well, you know, if you got to play road game. Three next are on the road. Here's the good news: Utah is just one and three. That game on Thursday, we'll talk. Uh, or Wednesday. Is it Wednesday? Today's Wednesday. Tuesday. Yeah, it's Wednesday. Yeah, Utah's Wednesday. Right, and then on Thursday we will talk with Pete Pranica about what the heck is going on at FedEx Forum with them. Interestingly enough, Thursday the Tiger basketball team will play at FedEx Forum against Lemoyne Owen. That'll be exhibition game number two. We're going to talk with Tim Doolin about the World Series. That thing is now tied up at two to one, I believe. It's not tied up. Texas is ahead two to one. Excuse me. I believe Arizona was Tim Doolin's pick at the beginning of the. I don't know if it's the beginning of the playoffs. He'll remind us here in a little bit. that Rangers lost Scherzer and Garcia last night. Adoles Garcia, the former Redbird who has been red hot in all of the postseason, was the MVP of the ALCS. He left last night with an oblique. I don't know if that means the prognosis is bleak for him coming back. Uh, We'll have to wait and see about that. Um Jeff Moore will be in. We'll put to bed week eight of the NFL. And then for the last time for a while till spring, T.J. Reeves, our buddy down in Tampa, will be joining us. He starts a new show with U.S. Bat or something like that. He'll let us know. That'll be at 1045. So the big college football reveal is tonight. Here's how I would pick it. And Zach Boyd, you can tell me if you concur. Or if you disagree. I would go number one, Georgia. They haven't lost. Until you beat them. Why why would you think anything different? Ohio State, they got a win over Penn State and Notre Dame, probably the best resume of all. I would put them number two. Three, Florida State. They got a win over LSU. They've got this prolific offense, a quarterback that's in the Heisman candidate uh, uh, conversation. That would be my third pick. And then with number 4, I'm going to go with Washington. They have a great win over Oregon. Michael Penix is the leader, in my mind, at this moment for the Heisman Trophy. And that resume with that win over Oregon is pretty impressive because Oregon, they're good. They're really good. Look what they did to Utah this past week at Utah. That's impressive. Who's not in there? That would be Michigan. And there's a couple of reasons why. One, who have they beaten? That's the first. Two, how can you pick a team to be in your top four that clearly all of the evidence, and we keep getting more and more, now there's ball boys that are involved, more and more evidence. These guys have been cheating for a while. Jim Harbaugh, by the way, denied that his contract extension was rescinded. This just keeps getting more and more crazy. He has denied any culpability in any of this. I don't see how you can anymore. And And the other interesting aspect, and we I heard Greg and Eli talking about Biff Poge, who Memphis will face next week. he's the head coach at Charlotte, an interesting story, a hedge uh, a hedge fund manager. Um, apparently, his net worth is five million, but his wife is a billionaire. He I think. now he's got coaching chops. He was a disciple of Jim Harbaugh. And I, I I want to say he was also a coach a couple of other places as an assistant, maybe Boston College one. I'd have to go back and look. But, like, he started or purchased, whatever you want to call it, a high school team, St. Francis, that became successful. And he's going to try that model, I believe, the same model he used in high school in college. And he basically talked the administration in Charlotte into doing just that. So uh, it's that that story becomes more Uh, And and more interesting. But um, I would not put Michigan in. I don't see how you can with a team that at this moment. And and, and here's the other interesting aspect. I've talked to a couple of Michigan alums who are sick about this. But the truth is the NCAA, the Big Ten, they're going to drag their feet. They're going to wait for this investigation to be completed. It won't be completed until Jim Harbaugh is no longer with the team and in the NFL or somewhere. He's certainly not going to make it through this one. But by the time any kind of punishment is doled out to Michigan, it'll be well past this year. So now you got to go on resume and, and, and Ohio State and things like that. So that that to me, uh, my four, Georgia, Ohio State, Florida State, Washington, in that order, no Michigan whatsoever. Ever. And there you have it. We're sitting in the family leisure studios. Don't forget the overstock inventory continues and they want your help. They've got a sale you'll love with patio sets up to 50% off as they bring new stuff in. They got to get this out. Play gyms under two grand. There's an extended sale pricing on all the in stock hot tubs and swimming spots. Go see Lindsay. Go see Billy. Go see all the crew. They'll take care of you and they got some great prices right now on getting. This overstock sale cleared. All you got to do is get to I 40 and Widen Road. You know, the title sponsor of this program, I and mean, it has been for a long time is Genesis of Olive Branch. They're housed in the same building with Homer, Skelton, Hyundai, right at the corner of Highway 78 and Craft Road. That's the first exit in Mississippi, and you know Highway 78 is Lamar. Done a lot of work. It's really easy to get there. Turn left when you're there. You'll understand the entire customer experience because they have customers for 30 years that always are loyal because they're so well taken care of. And now I want you to go see Vinny. Vinny is the head of the Genesis cars, the luxury car that is just so fantastic. And Vinny will give you prices on a GV70. That's the smaller luxury SUV or the GV80, the larger one. they got sale price and special financing. Go see Vinny. Tell him we sent you. You'll love the experience at Genesis of Olive Branch. Tim Doolin. We've only got one more week with our good friend, who apparently is an excellent prognosticator. When did you say, because you told me this morning, Arizona was your pick. You know my my memory is so feeble. When did you pick Arizona to make the World Series?
2: Well, I'll just go, go back in the archives, and I believe it was last week before the World Series started, when we were still, at, or whenever we were still, still finishing up the... I think it was the the Phillies and uh, you know the Phillies were were playing. I think it was probably last game okay, or whatever last yep. week.
1: I can believe. Yeah, it.
2: No. Okay. yeah, no, no, no. I, yeah, last week it wasn't at the beginning. Oh, I of the thought
1: year. you were you not. were going to tell me when I'm post, not Jimmy, post I'm not Jimmy began. The
2: yeah, no, 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 no. It you has know. been. I, I would have loved to. It, I, I didn't I didn't do
1: that you know it's it's honestly been an incredible postseason I think I think the games have been great I think the ba- we'll talk about this in a minute the state of baseball being you know very healthy I don't know what the TV numbers are I haven't looked at them yet, but I can tell you it's been it's been compelling stuff to watch even last night you know eighth inning. The Rangers were fortunate to get out of that because they brought in Chapman, and man, was he hit hard. But you know, sometimes right at him, uh, and they ended with a double play after they scored a run. But you know, and, and you're only down two runs, you get a man on now. The time runs at the plate, and that's the kind of stuff we have seen all year long. The Rangers end up winning the game. They do it in Arizona. You know, home field has not meant much in postseason, it seems to me. 2-1 to one is the lead, but they lose Scherzer, and they lose, more importantly, Garcia, the former Redbird who was the ALCS MVP, who's just been incredible. You tell me what the oblique is and how bleak is that injury, and when you think Garcia comes back.
2: Well, it's very bleak. I don't. I would be shocked if Garcia comes back. Wow. Um, um, and uh, I feel more optimistic about Scherzer, just for the simple fact that that sometimes spasms don't last as long. Um, I don't think I'm, they're not, they're not worried about the elbow. The elbow is what got hit by the by the comebacker. Right. Uh, but he seemed fine. He'll be sore today, but I think he's more sore in the in the lower back. The oblique is not good. I mean, it, it, even if you slightly pull it, 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 it as what, hard as he's swings What is so,
1: the oblique?
2: It's just it's just the muscles. You know, you, Barry Phillips is a lot better at Campbell Clinic describing right. it But the oblique is, I think it's the muscles that are, you know, kind of wrapped around your ribcage. And as much torque as he creates, all hitters, but as much as he creates, uh, it, it, when it's in the back of your head that, you know, uh, the mental aspect of it is going to affect the swing itself. He's going to compromise. Uh, I, I don't foresee him playing the rest of the series. Mm. So that is going to that's going to be more um, more difficult uh, for for Bruce Bochy, um than than anything is. Who, who do I put in here? Now he's had guys off the bench that have really stepped up and played really well, but he's. He's been uh, more successful being able to use those guys in pinch hit situations, and they've come through. Now they're going to have to step up and, and jump into that role, and very, very difficult shoes to fill when you got a guy that's put up bigger numbers than anybody's ever put up in the postseason.
1: Now, uh, when Adolis Garcia was wearing a Redbirds uniform, did you see him being this good?
2: No, no. I mean, nobody did. I don't think. I mean, look, look, you know, look at the. How much? How many transactions have, have happened since he's been with the Redbirds to to get here? I think it's just he's continued to get better, obviously, and and he's gotten in the right situation where he's been able to uh, to thrive and play every day. And when you play every day, you get better and and figure things out. But uh, man, he's he's played really well, and I hate that for him.
1: All right, yeah. Since you were so brilliant in the Phillies series, give me this World Series. What do you think is going to happen here?
2: I think it's going to go seven games. I do think that the the Rangers are going to win it in seven, but I wouldn't be surprised because when you when you look at this Diamondbacks club and, and we're, I guess we're getting into the state of baseball, it's, it's so refreshing. I know it is to you. We've talked some on the air and off the air, but to, to watch the way that these two teams play, how they've gotten here, um, and over the years we've discussed that, the teams that traditionally win the World Series, even through the analytics and the sabermetrics and the launch angles and all those things, <clears throat> have, have gone through, the teams that put balls in play consistently uh, are the teams that win. They play good defense, they pitch, uh, but they're able to move runners over. Uh, they're able to, yeah, they, they hit some home runs, but the other night, I think the the Diamondbacks only struck out two times the entire game. Well, that means they're putting a lot of balls in play.
1: Yeah,
2: uh, they find holes, they steal, they can run the you know they run the bases really well. They defend and they're getting timely hitting. So I think I hope that the rest of the league and the rest of the ownerships are looking at how are these teams getting there? How in the world the Diamondbacks got there with a very low payroll, not in a big market. Well, they've had really good drafts. Derek Gladnier, who's a very good friend of mine, played at Ole Miss years ago. He's been with the uh, in their scouting department and been their scouting director, and that's their philosophy. They've gone out and gotten great athletes um, that can really play the game, and they bet on them, and they played them, and they haven't been shy to move them through their system relatively fast. Uh,
1: you yeah, know, what is interesting to me, honestly, is um, I don't care what analytics you use, this, this thing has struck me at one point 21-4, and four. that was the record of the team that hit more home runs in a game was the winning team in that particular game. 21 out of 25. Uh, that that would tell me that, you know, this new, th- I don't know if it's swinging up or you know, you don't care if you strike out, but it's a home run ball game. That That's really coming true here.
2: Yeah, I mean, it is. It, there's no question about it, but uh, here's the thing, Willow, is it, 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 if you look at if you look at say I'm going to give Dave Will Ocean 600 at bats, you get 600 at bats, yeah, and you're physical and all that, and you say for me to get paid, I, if I hit 30 home runs, right, 30 yeah. home runs, yeah. and I drive in a, close to 100, it doesn't matter what my batting average is, it doesn't matter how many times I strike out, guys go okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get into that mode, 30, you're gonna run into 30 balls out of 600 at bats. So that's what guys have been doing over the last several years, because that's what the analytics say uh, are creating value for players and players that are getting paid. So that's what they've gone to. Well, now all of a sudden I think there's going to be a balance. There are certain guys that, you know, you would call our run producers and there's run scores. Well, run producers are guys that are doing that. Right. However, and I'd rather that guy hit a fly ball to the warning track and, and go sit down than to than to hit a single and walk and now I got to rent a cab to get him to third base. <laughs> He's a base clogger, right? Right. So I just think that uh, the state of the game is really good. I think we are going to see, and I've talked to a lot of guys in the industry that uh, that are in the that are in the trenches from player development standpoint, and I do think we're going to get a, a more of a balanced. Uh, Somewhere in between the old National League and the old American League. And that's what baseball's about to me. I I will say this.
1: The changes baseball made with the pitch clock and with taking away shifts, which I was against to begin with, those have worked. I hate a guy on second base to start the 10th inning. I hate
2: it. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like Uh, that.
1: But but the other stuff I think has worked. All right, last thing. They're talking about changing the format because the Dodgers, the – Orioles, the Braves, all division winners, all out in the first round. I think they all won 100 games, if they were all out. Baseball's supposed to be a marathon, uh, but that seems like postseason's a whole different ball game, and that's what we really care more about. I I don't mind if they were to shorten the season to 154 games and make sure the playoffs, other than the wild card, were all best of seven. That, to me, is fairer.
2: That's what they should do. And I think they will. I don't think, I don't think they're going to be doing a favor, uh, per se to those respective teams. It didn't matter what teams did that. But you're right. It's, it's a, it's a marathon. And so, unfortunate for the Dodgers, Braves, and the, and the Orioles. Um, very fortunate for the Diamondbacks because they were, they were playing the hottest at the time, right? Yeah. And so, good for them. But you can still have both of those, right? Make, make that first round. Not the, the wild card round, but make the first round the best of seven. I'm with you. And then, and then no one can complain.
1: And I, I don't <laughs> mind. I, I honestly wouldn't mind if they lost. If they went back to the way it used to be, 154, it would be okay. Some some yeah. folks would say, oh, now the statistics are going to be screwed up. Uh, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Yeah, You're right. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. One more show. We'll wrap it up next week. We really appreciate you. All that, right, Willow. Uh, thank that, you. That is our guy on baseball. That is... Tim Doolin. We're going to bring in Jeff Moore to put this week eight to bed in just a second. I'll let you know this portion of the show is brought to you by Ken. Ken Garland, Custom Home Builders. And Ken understands, hey, if you're rebuilding this renovation with innovation, you're, you're making quite the commitment. We get that. If you are building that dream home. Maybe you're looking for some land, by the way, he's got it. You're not sure how to utilize land for this dream home? Ken knows. And he knows that you're making a big financial commitment, which is why he pledges to work with you very closely all the way through ensuring what you should expect quality construction on time, on budget, with collaboration with you. And he have been doing that for two generations. His dad began the business like 70-something years ago. Ken Jr.'s had it for years now. And if you go to KenGarland.com, you'll see the palaces that have been built by Ken Garland Custom Home Builders for all these years. They're gorgeous. And he's fun to talk to. 751-1632. He sets you straight. He sees little details and big picture all at once. He's the perfect guy. He's Ken. Garland, custom home builders. Jeff Moore in studio on the NFL is next. Broadcasting
0: from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Wolo and Friends on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM, presented by Homer Skelton Hyundai. Here once again is the voice of the Tigers, Dave will
2: lotion.
1: And I welcome back in, as always, Jeff Moore in studio. He is going to put week eight to bed, and what a great week we have. Literally had, oh, you know, this is the National Football League. Something crazy happens every week. I got to start with the team that you fell in love with, okay? Now, I'm going to preface this. Hard Knocks is so well done by HBO. But you know what they do? They go back to the old Rune Arledge ABC Sports philosophy up close and personal you get to know somebody or a team and you start to care about them because you get to know them so the robert Salas stuff which you know you get to i mean he's on tv he knows it he did a great job i took it with a grain of salt but i gotta tell you now with no Rodgers and the injuries he's had defensively and everything else the fact that they're four and three now that's pretty darn impressive
3: it is impressive. It's impressive, too, that they've gotten a little more stability and consistent play out of their quarterback, which was the big challenge for them once Aaron Rodgers went down. But this this team has young players. The culture, I think, is what's changed, what he's changed. And he has those guys playing hard. They believe they play four quarters plus if they have to. Um, and and it, that's usually the biggest challenge for a coach going into a losing Team like that is getting a culture change and getting the team to buy in to what they're trying to say and how they're trying to get them to play and believe in each other and cover each other uh, consistently. And you, you just see this team when they line up when they play. Even if they lose, you got to beat them. They're not a team that just beats themselves the way they used to. And uh, you have to give your coach, Coach Sala. Uh, credit for being able to change the culture of this team and have them play in the way they're playing. And with and a with a winning record at this point in that division, um, that speaks a lot to where the Jets are headed. And, and I know their Jet fans have to be pretty excited. The um,
1: Tennessee Titans, a lot of people in this area care about them, winners over uh, Arthur Smith's Atlanta Falcons this past week. The story here is, have the Titans found their new quarterback? Tannehill got hurt. In comes the kid from Kentucky, Will Levis. Looks darn
3: good. Is he the new guy? I, I think he definitely is the new guy. I mean, he he was really heady um, in the pocket, really looked good the way he threw um, under pressure, uh, didn't throw picks, which is, you know, sometimes a challenge for a rookie quarterback when they're facing uh, NFL defenses for the first time. Uh, He throws a great deep ball. Um, And then, of course, Andre Hopkins um, had a big day catching passes for him. Yeah, I think uh, they may have found their quarterback. They just got to protect him. Uh, That's number one. I think for, for young rookie quarterbacks, one of the biggest things is protection because they're just not accustomed to the kind of physical play that you see in the pros like it is in college. And so they can protect him, and and they certainly should be able to do that with a running back like Derrick Henry, just get him into play action and and, uh, make sure they feed him so that there's not the kind of pressure on him as a quarterback. Uh, I think they've got really reason to be optimistic that they may have settled that position, and that would be huge for this team.
1: Well, they they, they play on Thursday night in Pittsburgh. Tough chore, but we'll see if Levis can continue to progress. You know it's the NFL, so there's going to be some craziness every week. Like the way the Eagles killed Miami uh, two weeks ago. This week, explain to me how in the world Denver, which I think is battling the Bears for the worst team in the NFL, can beat what I think is the best team in the NFL, the Kansas City Chiefs
3: familiarity I think um, you know they played the Chiefs twice and they've been able to kind of keep this offense the Chiefs offense in check you know, better than most teams that have faced uh, the Chiefs and And I think that goes back to just that, that unique thing that you have when division opponents play each other it doesn't matter what the records are they know each other they know their systems and it's about how well those teams play that day it doesn't help the Chiefs that that Mahomes threw two picks Um and of course, Russell Wilson didn't put up huge numbers, but he had three TD throws uh, in that game. Uh, I think I think when when division opponents play each other, there's just not that awe of a team's record. It's like we know these guys; we can line up and beat them. And and sometimes those are the toughest games for teams to win when a, when a winning record is teams that are in their own division.
1: Now, um America's team, right? The Cowboys, or at least they tell you that. <laughs> they killed the Rams this week. Dak Prescott looking good. But they gotta play the Eagles, the best record at seven and one in the NFL. Kinda break down what you think happens in this game. This to me is the best game of the week, and it, it's it's the late afternoon game. It's not Sunday night football, which belongs to Buffalo. And Cincinnati, yeah. and Buffalo's the most up-and-down team. And Joe Burrow's starting to come on. I mean, is they, what, what do they want, three or four in a row? Um, that, that, that'll be a fun game to watch. But the Cowboys and the Eagles, that's going to be the best game
3: of the week. It's going to be a great game because, again, these are division opponents that know each other well. Um, Eagles have been kind of – inconsistent offensively, although uh Jay Hurts to AJ Brown is one of the best passing combos we've seen in a long time. I mean AJ Brown has been just unguardable. Uh but it's it's great to see Dak really run that offense. And you and you think about the way the game started, you know, he was sacked like three times in that first two offensive series and he still hung in there and and drove them to a touchdown. A good a beautiful pass that he threw to the tight end um, so you know, mentally, I like what I saw out of Dak, and and for this offense, he has to be a guy that's locked in and playing well, and not uh, getting uh, remembering if he makes mistakes or he has a bad play, he has to come back and play well, and that's what he did. He showed some really. Mental toughness in that game. Their defense gets a pick six. Uh, they were all over the place. It seemed like uh, I know for the you know, Rams, probably felt like they were playing against twelve players. I mean, they were just all over the Rams and and really, uh, I think pressing them well. So, if they can keep this offense moving the way they do, we know that they, their defense is one of the best. Even though they have they've had some injuries, and they're going to put pressure on Jalen Hurts. It's going to be interesting to see if they're able to be effective against this Eagles passing game because those guys have been really stunt here lately. High hard one for you, Dak Prescott. Overachiever career-wise, looking at the total picture, underachiever? Uh, I think underachiever uh, because I think at times he's let the bad place get in his head, and then he— would have to make another bad play and another bad play, and so the the biggest thing for him and there's there's tremendous pressure on any quarterback playing in the league. But when you're the quarterback of America's team or one of the most popular teams in the league, you're always going to be scrutinized. Um, and so, you know, with the way that he played against the Rams, if he can perform like that against the Eagles. I mean, it, it bodes well for this team going forward because he's really the key. I mean, if he can keep this team scoring 21 points at least a game, that defense is going to hold and they're going to be fine.
1: Eighth or ninth game in the NFL is not a must-win game, but this is a telling game because Dallas is right back in the in, in the picture here of of capturing home field advantage and winning the division.
3: If they win this game, how do you think it ends up? I think that I think the Cowboys got a good chance. I mean, I think the way that the it, the Eagles have been a little bit up and down in their running game um, and had to rely on the passing game the way they have and then the the fact that the Cowboys have one of the best defensive fronts and and pressure quarterbacks better than any team in the league, that's really gonna, where the game's going to be won and and uh, when I look at that matchup I think the Cowboys have a little bit of an advantage. So it'll be interesting to see if they can pull it off. But if that can be consistent and that defensive front can put the pressure that they're capable of putting on a quarterback, um, they can force Jalen Hurst to make some mistakes. And he's 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 not played great sometimes when he's gotten that kind of pressure in his face.
1: I think that game is in Philly, and that's why I go with Philly in this game. But I think it, it is clearly Going to be the game of the week. Hey, last night Detroit, last game of the week, Monday night football. They just look really steady. Oakland is uh, Oakland. Vegas is not a very good team. Uh, I I I think that's for sure. We know the Bears beat the heck out of them the
3: week before, so we know they're not
1: any good. But um, Detroit is steady, man. They got and they got a run game.
3: They're steady. Um, I mean, they got tremendous performance out of their rookie Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, uh, they've got Where's four other rookie, rookies that are getting quality time and making big plays. Again, culture change. You know that that coach has gotten those guys believing that they can win if they play for four quarters and try to play mistake free. And and they're a team that nobody wants to face because they're physical. Uh, because they run the ball and run it well. And then Jerry Goff is is got some good weapons out he there. And he's playing well. He's He missed a couple of throws in that game that possibly could have added to the score. So, I mean, Detroit is a team that uh, is going to be dangerous. And, and I'm sure they like the fact that they still kind of fly under the radar and don't have the kind of pressure that a lot of these other teams have uh, that have historically been good. Here's what I like about Detroit. First of all, I think Dan Campbell's a good coach.
1: Second... They win both sides of the trenches. Their offensive line domineered, and when they bring pressure last night, and they brought six guys sometimes. (laughs) Um, Poor Jimmy Garoppolo, man. I mean, he didn't know where to go, and he didn't have any time to go anywhere. I felt bad for him. But Detroit's lines, both sides, are really, really good. All right, this is a new problem only in the last five years or so. Never in your locker room, I'm sure. But did you hear about Kenny Gainwell? At halftime, there was a tweet that was out there that bugged him. And so at halftime, he tweeted back because he had fumbled the ball near the goal line (laughs) in the game on Sunday. And he tweeted back at the guy who had sent the negative tweet out. And that became the rage. What kind of... Maybe this is why Gainwell's not having a great year uh, because he's not focused enough where you're tweeting back at halftime. This is a new problem for coaches. I'm a little surprised. Like if I were the coach, I'd be going, guys, when you walk in the locker room, you lock up or here, put your phone with us. We're registering it and we're putting it in a safe place. But you can't be looking
3: at the phone once you get to the stadium. No question about that. And you can't, even if you look at it, you can't be responding to that kind of criticism because you're going to get that kind of criticism. You're going to have fans that love what you're doing and fans that don't like what you're doing. And if you're going to be impacted by that, uh, it's not a great, it's it's not a good thing for a player uh, because his focus should be somewhere else uh, and trying to help his team win and trying to be better, you know, as a player each day in each game. Uh, So... It's the times we live in. (laughs) I I mean, that you can instantly uh, respond or be impacted by something like that.
1: I'll say this: you are seven and one, and you know, coaches will look away and they'll go, "Okay, here is a lesson that we learned." And no big deal. If 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 they were two and five, three and four, this would be an issue.
3: It would. It would. Uh, And and again, it's it's the kind of thing that a player can certainly change that kind of behavior uh, quickly. That's not something that, that a coach would be overly concerned about. You just have a conversation and and you, you take the guy's phone or you make sure that somebody uh, takes his phone if that's going to be a distraction for him.
1: Got a feeling in Minnesota, which had a good year last year and it's been not so good this year. Problems with Kirk Cousins and now that Kirk Cousins era probably is over. And Achilles, he's out for over a year now. That's the way that kind
3: of works. Uh, is Minnesota done? I think so. Uh, I, unfortunately, um, I think, uh, you know, he he was really um, having a pretty good year. I mean, leading in a lot of categories as a passer, especially touchdowns. Um, and, you know, they that, that's going to be a tough position to feel. It always is, uh, that quarterback position. But they relied so much on him to make this offense at least have an opportunity for them to win on Sunday. So that's going to be a tough shoot a field and I don't know that they have guys in the on, the on their bench or in their locker room that can do it
1: and tough for him to come back too he's been around a long time and Achilles are at least a year recovery and you're not doing anything for a year I don't know um, and he's got to be in his mid thirties, right?
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. So it, it, it's it's going to be tough for him to come back. But I mean, he's 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 a quarterback that the guys, if he can come back healthy, even if he's not at Minnesota, there are a lot of guys, a lot of teams that could use a quarterback with his experience and his accuracy.
1: All right. Uh, last thing, as we talk with Jeff Moore every week on the National Football League, and this we we, we mentioned the great games, uh, Ke- Philly and the and the Eagles. Buffalo and Cincinnati, here's the one that I love. Kansas City, fresh off this embarrassing loss. And i I got to make an excuse. I think Patrick Mahomes was sick. He was sick before the game, and he tried to— got through it, and he was not himself. Mm-hmm. Against Miami, a Miami team that I know you're still high on, I am too, but a team that got embarrassed by Philly two weeks ago. Both these teams have something to prove.
3: That's another great game. It's another great game, and it's a game being played in Germany, and so you also got to factor in that time change and how that's going to affect the players as far as their routines being off and different. Um, so, yeah, I think a game like that really favors uh Uh, A team like the Dolphins that really is high high impact, high scoring, throwing the ball all over the yard. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how they play, given that they're playing in that different time slot.
1: All right, my friend, as always, appreciate it. Next week we're about halfway through. So that'll be a lot of fun to maybe grade where these teams are. Look forward to it. Thank you. That is Jeff Moore on the National Football League, brought to you by Southern Security Credit Union. That's your home team, Credit Union. And they have been for over 70 years now, always the best when it comes to serving this Mid-South community with the best rates, low fees, high, high customer service, and the Newest of technology. Talk about new technology. Wait till you see they have broken ground on that brand new facility they're going to have in Collierville. If you're a business owner, if you're in need of an auto loan, you need better benefits with your credit card, let me tell you, Southern Security can handle all your business banking needs. All you got to do is make a call. That's right. They'll even talk to you. The number is 901-452-7900. Talk to one of the team members about what the benefits are of joining the family of Southern Security. It's it, it's really that simple. By the way, big sponsors of the U of M athletic department. If you want to go to their website, instead of talking, go to southernsecurity.org. They are your home team credit Union. Back in a minute to Tampa we go. We close Tuesday
0: with T.J. Reeves. Be sure to follow us at Sports 56 WHBQ on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to watch live video of our shows. Stay up to date with station events and have chances to win prizes. Don't miss out on anything that's going on. Follow us at Sports 56 WHBQ. Now, back to Wolo and Friends on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM, presented by Homer Skelton Hyundai. Here once again is the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin.
1: We are presented by Homer Skelton Hyundai. And don't forget, inside that building is also Genesis of Olive Branch, and we'll be moving soon more on that with details to come. In the meantime, this is a very sad day. In order for T.J. Reeves to be able to send his twins to college, you know he has to leave the show. Come basketball season. <laughs> to, Why are you starting on a downer note? Today? Well, because this is it for uh, to what? Till April? Till Final Four?
4: So I have other work duties involving uh, my friends at Bet US TV and hosting a daily college basketball show that happens to be during Rolo and Friends time. However, as I pledge to you, if you need me, there are technological ways to make this work we'll get on the case you me, Zach, and anybody else to make it work if you need me on an occasion to pop I, back on i know i can't do it live right i'm good but i can't clone myself but we'll make it work somewhere and down I, the road
1: i am sure for major things we will do that and then you'll be back with us on a regular basis after what is it the final four
4: after the final four but yeah anything that's going on with college yeah. hoops you know right. I'm down with coming on with Wolo. Oh, Big expectation for the Tiger college basketball season coming up.
1: Well, uh, let, so, first, first of all, hold on. Let, let, let's start with Saturday. Now I'm down to you. How many? I'm down to you. Uh, Mel's dog and a Polish. You're, correct? At
4: least, you're at least like minus three or four. No, I think, no, 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 so no. A lot of different. Down,
1: I am down a dog and a and a Polish. I think double or nothing on that.
4: This is betting on the Bears to do anything, much less against well, the Buccaneers. No, 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 year.
1: but we're not talking Bears. We're, we're talking Bulls and Tigers Saturday at the Liberty Bowl. I, I tried totally to set fair. you straight.
4: I tried to set you straight previously. I just was talking with with Zach off the air. I am a Memphis State grad. I, yes, I am on your you, program. You I, the why voice. am I wagering
1: on USF I, against I'm going to tell you, why. you, to, to are square the, you up? Because you were the voice of the Bulls. And, by the way, two daughters that usually wear USF stuff. <laughs> Mrs.
4: Reeves is the USF grad in this house. And so believe me when I tell you, take care of business Saturday, please, because I don't want to hear that. Okay, I well, do not need to hear that. Tigers weekend.
1: are our 13-point
4: favorites. In take, a, football take, game. take advantage of it, and please do the, do the deed right. on, on Saturday, because I don't want to hear that. But why, why would I wager you on USF succeeding when I went to the former Memphis State? I am blue and gray. I, I've, and I,
1: I've already told you why. You, you <sighs> you're were trying not, to catch up. You, were, chasing. Not, you were green chasing. You were green and gold just, what, how many years ago? Been, it's a long time ago. It's actually running. been longer than
4: you and I want to admit, because it's before I had the twin, back 15 years ago. Wow, so that, it's been that, a is, while.
1: that is incredible. Seriously. That has been. I still, years. I
4: still have people that come up to me that believe that I was doing USF's basketball as recently as four or five years ago, and I have to show them the picture of the twins and say they are sophomores in high school. It has been that, It has been a while. But yes, I did have some association with them.
1: You know, it's so, it's weird how time flies. Can you believe I saw this today? Because I, I just can't believe it. Do you know how old Dan Rather is? Held? Who is? I'm sorry. Dan Rather. You know the old CBS. Dan Rather is right
4: at like 85 or
1: 90 years old. He's 92 today. 92. 92.
4: Yes, (laughs) that's how fast. All right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now join the club. Are you ready for the roll call? This is this is to prove how old we truly are. Yeah. Are you ready? Sure. Captain Kirk, William Shatner, is, I think, 92.
1: Yeah, I think he is, Robert Duvall,
4: the famed actor of the Godfather movies and all the movies, is also 92. Wow. Barbara Eden, Mm. I Dream of Jeannie, is also 91 or 92 years old. And now you're telling me Dan Rather is 92 years old as well? Absolutely. My God, on uh, living a long life. How about that?
1: Yeah. All right. Let's get back to college football. You had a good game. Clemson, NC State. Clemson, NC State in Raleigh. Clemson's not going to make the playoffs again. Daniel yep. Swinney is losing his mind. He, he tore is coming into a unhinged. teenager on his own radio show.
4: So the Monday night call-in show got spicy because whoever this guy was that does sound like a teenager on the show, uh, starts. I mean, he came like Macho Man Savage, like Jerry the King Lawler at the Mid-South Coliseum off the top rope with the elbow, right at Dabo on his own radio show about pride comes before the fall, we're paying you $11.5 million. This is the things he said to the coach. Right. You look like Tommy Bowden uh, uh, with, with, with what this program has become, and Dabo just put him right back in his place. You're in that 1.5%. You're the problem. Because... Uh, your expectations have exceeded the appreciation. That was his phrase that he keeps using, and he used it on the show last night. The appreciation for the fact that previously we've had 12 consecutive 10-win seasons, and he said that's only happened three other times in the history of college football, twice by Alabama and once by Georgia. And he goes, other than that, nobody else has done that. And so he was going on and on. This doesn't usually end well. You know this. You've been doing this a long time. I've been doing this a long time. When you start taking on the fans, start taking on the media – Everybody's looking at what's the buyout in your contract, and are you pulling the ejection handle, or what are you doing?
1: Well, the two so, two weeks ago, he, he, he said, you know, maybe this losing is good to get these uh, bandwagon guys off, off yes, the thing. Yes, to clear more room I mean, in the uh, bandwagon uh, I, here. You know
4: what? To get to able- I will tell you, working that game Saturday, they are not the same in terms of skill-level players, obviously. They don't have the quarterback. They don't have a, a Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence-type quarterback. This right. kid, Kate Klubnick who broke a bunch of Drew Brees' records at the same high school in Austin, Texas, is not the same type of quarterback. He is not elite, and he can't cover up some of their ills. And NC State's got a good defense, and Clemson now has four ACC losses for the first time since 2010. Let me, the let me, of Dabo, I, so. let me
1: just say this. I appreciate Davo. I believe he's worth the $11.5 million. He's like Nick Saban. Uh, I, I think if you were to go back to when he took over as an interim guy, uh what 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 they have done for admissions uh right to to, to get into the school they, they had to go up they've raised tuition because of that he's worth the 11 and a half million bucks but that's where he should get his appreciation he should block out what the fans are saying honestly you're getting 11 and a half million bucks and you've got the support of your ad and your president who cares And you
4: made the college football playoff six years in a row, winning two national titles. Right. So you've done it before. The biggest criticism, I know you want to move on to something else, and you got to get out of here. The biggest criticism is he won't embrace the transfer portal and hasn't done it the last couple of years. And his fan base is going crazy because they've lost some guys and they haven't picked anybody up. In the transfer portal, and he may have to change that philosophy,
1: I, I, especially you know, well, if, if the pressure's on. He's already changed his mind about paying players. Remember, he said a couple of years ago, if we start paying players, I, I, may, not have to be, uh, I may not want to be I a may, be in, the NFL, may right, be in the NFL, maybe in the pros, right, right, somewhere right. else. Right. So, so he's already said that he's backed off because apparently he's got a pretty good NIL package uh, put together to to entice guys. But you're right, he's going to have to go to the portal. I agree with that. All right. College football reveal tonight for the playoffs. Here's my four, and I want yours. Uh, I've got Georgia because they don't lose. I know you're not supposed to go back to last year, but until the team loses, I I believe in them. Two.
4: Do they look any less for the number one team right now? I don't think so. I agree with you. Keep going.
1: Ohio State is two. got wins over Penn State and Notre Dame. I mean, come on. Three. Yep. Florida State, they got a great win over LSU, and they got a, a Heisman Trophy candidate, at quarterback, a prolific offense, a decent defense. I think they're number 3. I go with Washington for 4. Washington's got that great win over Oregon. They got a guy who's leading at Michael Penix for the Heisman Trophy. Tampa
4: kid, Tampa high school quarterback, there Michael you go. Penix, so way the- all the way to Seattle. Yeah. The debate is them or Michigan. What do you do with a one-loss Alabama, especially if they beat LSU Saturday? I know it's one loss. you got to wait for everybody to lose. And, And we often say this with that first reveal tonight, that out of these four teams, usually at least two of them are not there in the playoff after the first reveal, hmm. at least 50%. So we'll see.
1: So, But do you agree with me, Washington 4 and Michigan not in? I, I go with Michigan because their resume shows no great they're, win. Their out-of-conference
4: schedule and is they're horrific.
1: Cheating. Yeah, and they're it's cheating.
4: horrific. And the cheating scandal's there, too. Yeah, Washington is Washington is fine until they lose in the Pac-12. Oklahoma might have been in the conversation, but Kansas got them last week, so they have a loss. It will not be dull coming up. I know you got to go, my friend. I got to get my Buccaneers back on track. I'm headed to the Lone Star State, Buccaneers, Houston Texans this weekend. You know, what but I will have my eyes Saturday afternoon on Tigers, USF yeah. for sure. Don't make it yeah. loud in my household. Wait, but
1: by, by the way, but by, by the way, you do have with your 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 Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Cruise. You have something in 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 common.
4: How are you connecting the dots before we leave? Mission Impossible.
1: Oh, why is that Mission Impossible? Because your bucks are done.
4: You're declaring them done.
1: I'm, I'm declaring All them right. done.
4: Mark the tape, Zach. He's declaring the Bucks done prior to this game with Houston when they were 3-1 and one a few weeks ago. We'll see what I happens.
1: Understand. I understand. I've watched. I've learned. Baker Mayfield is Baker Mayfield.
4: Right, we have seen some bad Baker the last couple of games. Let's see if we see better Baker in Houston. And it turns back around. And then oh. he played the Titans, by the way, and Will Levis here in two
1: weekends. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I love the Will Lovett story. By the way, I miss you. I really will. But we'll see you in April. I'm sure we'll visit on occasion here. We'll visit on occasion. Do
4: well this weekend, Tigers USF. And we'll talk when we get a chance to talk as the college basketball unfolds.
1: You got it. Thank Good you. To be with you. All right, that's our friend. That's TJ Reeves down in Tampa. He's brought to you by the Eflin Insurance team. Matt Eflin and his professionals are the... Well, they're just smart the way they do it. They get to know you. They collaborate with you. They get to know you and your family, what's important, what's your budget, and then they protect your car, your home, and they make sure you've got the right life insurance. If you got a small to mid-sized business, same sort of thing. They will get to know your business, what your product is, who your employees are, what your budget is. And then they find the perfect commercial insurance company to make sure you are protected. All you got to do is call Matt or Grant or Andrew or Heath at 901 386 That's 47.77, and it's Gurr because they're huge Tiger supporters. 901-386-Gurr. Get protected the right way with the Eflin Insurance team. That'll do it for us today. We'll be back tomorrow morning. Johnny Radio comes your way next.